Hey, everybody, this is Sap and Chance. Unfortunately, Sap is in here, but guess who I have with me? Ladies and gentlemen, the number one contender for the welterweight title, Mr. Cody Crowley has come back for round two. We're not in the shower this time. We're at home. So guys, sit back, relax, strap in, and thank you for letting us into your ears. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Samp and Chats. I am your host, Bobby Sampson. Unfortunately, Chance Michaels couldn't be here today. Duty call. So mad respect to Chance for taking care of his business. But guess what, guys? I have an amazing guest here today. Ladies and gentlemen, back for round two, the number one contender for the welterweight title, the WBC title of the world, Mr. Cody Crowley, has graciously decided to join us on the eve. I guess we're getting pretty close to it now, man of the biggest fight of the year spence versus crawford you are one man who has to have some vested interest in this one how are you cody i'm doing fantastic brother thanks for having me on and uh, yeah i guess this is a different setting last time you had me hot and sweaty in the sauna yeah yeah and no definitely man it's kind so, of uh wait we're better now here um no, that was i'm awesome. excited for the fight coming up yeah much, yeah I don't really go to too many fights mm -hmm. at all. Um, I think the last couple, of, the last two years, I've went to two fights here in Vegas, even though there's fights every weekend. Oh my goodness, but yeah. I've definitely invested interest in. Are you um, going to be there? Yeah, I'm going to be there right ringside watching because um, I'm gunning for my rightful um, opportunity. Absolutely. Championship of the world. Yeah. So, what when you hear boots talking and other guys that are talking, what what do you say to that, my friend? I mean, I'm not trying, you know, just to be fair. Like you've worked really, really hard, and I boots has worked really hard. To be fair as well, but you've been at the game longer and you've grinded longer. So, ideally, you know, what would you say to the people who are saying otherwise? Um. You know what, to to be honest, uh, there is a lot, a lot, a lot of smoke and mirrors yeah. in this boxing game. Yeah. Um, even just, you might have seen recently, um, on March 25th, I fought for the WBC Eliminator, yeah. which makes me number one mandatory, which makes me number one in the rankings. Yep. But, you know, if you go on Google, you'll still see Keith Thurman is number one on the rankings. Yeah, I don't, the rankings make no sense. And um, legally, you have to have a fight within 12 months to be ranked in the top 10. Yeah. So that's illegal or have a fight scheduled. And uh, the other day, I heard that, you know, Thurman and Ugas were fighting for an interim WBA title. And I never, you know, I never got a call or asked for, you know, step aside money to sit and wait or anything like that. So I think a lot of stuff you see is just smoke and mirrors and people going and creating buzzes and stuff. That's not actually true. Right. Cause you know, I have that number one mandatory position. And after this fight, um, the WBC will mandate who I fight next. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, depending on how this, this fight goes. Right. I, I kind of see that both fighters are moving up. Um, it, that's how it looks like the welterweight division is going mm -hmm. and 
all the all the all these interim titles and title eliminators. Um, it looks like as soon as this fight's over, all these belts become vacant, and we can just snap pop them up. off. There's Let's do it. Let's do it. Five yeah. Or with, yeah, uh, yeah. In the world right now, that we we can have round robins of of amazing fights going on instead of people just holding off and collecting all these titles and waiting. So I th I think it's very, but that being said, I still want to fight the winner, um, you know, and I deserve my shot at the title within, you know, 12 months. So I'm already, I'm already some, some months into that. Mm -hmm. And uh, I can just sit here on the bench until that fight comes. Right. Right. Now, are you, are you willing to sit for, for that long, considering you did fight in March? I mean, ideally what would, you know, the, the cripplers, ideal schedule be would you like to fight three times a year four times a year twice a year um to be honest right now uh i would love to fight four times a year right on. but the way things are going with fights and negotiations is it yeah. just seems absolutely impossible because it's not being run off a system mm -hmm. it's not being run like they off box rack how they calculate points and then you know someone's here and they're the best so if it operated more like that, instead of picking and choosing fights, we would uh, would would see fighters fighting four times a year. But right now, it's twice a year. Right. Luckily, yeah. luckily though, because I've only been fighting once a year for the past three years. Yeah, that's so kidding. I just I just came back to Vegas. Um, today was my first time in the boxing gym in four months. Mm -hmm. First time putting uh, put my hand into a fist. It felt awesome. So I'm back here and I'm just starting to work. So, you know, a couple of weeks of getting the kinks out, moving the body. And I'm expecting myself to go straight into camp, even though no contract made or anything. Because um, I, I just, I believe I'm going to fight in October, November. And okay. I believe it's going to be for a world title. And when that announcement is made, I will be there. Thank you, brother. Thank oh, you. Absolutely, man. Absolutely. Um, Cody, Let's go back to March, though. You know, I, I haven't seen too much, but how, how do you feel about your performance that night? Um, Four months later, you've had a lot of time to think about it. There was one thing that I found really, really cool about that fight, but before that, your overall thoughts and performances. Uh, You know what? I give myself an A-fucking-plus okay. for showing up and getting in there. Yeah, yeah. Uh, as far as physical performance, based on just that boxing ability uh i didn't see i didn't see much elevation mm -hmm. as far as that but the elevation that i seen was my mentality my the growth yes. that i created in my mind yes. of of continuing to move forward yes. uh with determination and will and self-belief mm -hmm. and that is something that is so much better than having talent you know, mm -hmm. so the fact that I got to go and build that battery even again is it feels like I took a step forward in my career, one, uh, as a record and two, as a person, you know, mm -hmm. um, as far as the boxer, he, he went in there and did what he was supposed to do. Right he on. went and made it a, a rock'em sock'em robot fight. I told Abel right from, you know, on Thursday at the press conference, meet me in the center of the ring. This is the Cody Crowley challenge. Yeah. And with, I think it was the second or third round, he was like 
on a bicycle running running um but he was still fighting nothing nothing against him but yeah. i i live for those moments where you know it you don't know who's gonna win you got two right. guys that have given it their all 100%. and it's, it's just up to god who who walks out the other side right on right on um, um one thing i thought was really cool was the instant replay uh that that, that took place yeah. um I've only seen it once before at a lower level and it was on the money, right? To have it done at this, at the top, at the top level and Showtime is top level. Um, right now, in my opinion, Showtime is probably the best promotion going in terms of what they've yeah. done. Shout out to everybody at Showtime. Yeah. Uh, Espinoza, every worker that they have there, every time I go to fight, they make me feel like I'm at home and they make it so much fun. Yeah, no, phenomenal. I mean, think about it. They, they, they had the Garcia tank and they got this coming up in two weeks, Spence Crawford. Um, we did a mid-year in review show and I actually picked, not because I was there, to be honest. I mean, I'm not, a, I'm, I'm a mark, but I'm not a, that big of a mark. But we picked that card in March as the best card overall, like every fight, like from, from opening card, from the opening fight to you, I mean, how many cards have been a title eliminator to start the night? You know, yeah. and, and and with you and Abel and then to have Venezuela and, and Colbert, I mean, the controversy around that fight a little bit, it was, you know, uh, it was just an insane night. I mean, all of it. Uh, Roy, the other Amos coming out, uh, putting yeah. on that performance that, that he did. Uh, and then to close it out with Caleb and, and David, the way they did um it was just a phenomenal night of fights right across the board that was the best card of the year I've, i watch every card yeah every, the-, every time, the fights were good the, the the fans were amazing oh my god it was loud uh, in there it was yeah it was just a great time everyone everyone had a good time it was rabid in there man i tell you like i, I don't know how loud you could hear it or you know obviously your mind is focused but just being in that crowd the intensity and it just oh wow Hands down. I mean, MGM is, is the place, man. I don't, I, I mean, I, I, I get T-Mobile and I get the money grab and all that kind of stuff, but man, there's nothing like watching a fight at MGM. Yeah. And and it, there's really not a bad seat in the house. No, no. And it's the whole, affordable. The whole entire bowl is, it's perfect. No, it's phenomenal. And it's affordable. Like I was yeah. looking at the, ta- or the, the Garcia fight. I was thinking about it. 1500 was the upper bowl cost. Wow. So my my flight and hotel would have been cheaper than the ticket to go. That's crazy, right? Where uh, Crawford and uh, Spence is six hundred, is the cheapest ticket. Mm-hmm. Oh wow! Yeah, but here's the thing, and this is the problem I think we have. Like I personally feel that Spence and Crawford is the best fight we've had in your division since the Four Kings. In terms of the two guys that are going unifying and everything and becoming undisputed. Like for me, I'm a Hagler guy. That's who yeah. I grew up with. That's who I fell in love with. He's the one who made me fall in love with the sweet science. So growing up as a kid, as a very little kid, it was only the four kings that I ever saw. And then I started to discover everyone else around them, but it was always those four guys. So for me, I just think back and you know, I remember my dad because he was he and I would sit together watching all these fights and this Spence Crawford fight is probably the closest thing we're getting in terms of talent and everything. I wouldn't say the talent was there with Ryan and Tank, but mind you, when you have 95 million 
Instagram followers, yeah, the casual fans going to latch on, right? So, for sure, for sure, yeah, but this kind of like it's going full circle, um, to the Hagler Hearns type of, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. And actually, I saw Hearns. He was in uh, Detroit at the Baumgartner fight uh, on Saturday. Oh man, he looks old. Who's that? Uh, Hearns, Tommy Hearns. Okay. Yeah, he was in Detroit at the Alicia Baumgartner fight on, on Saturday. Okay, you went to that. No, 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 dude. I was just watching it. Like, that's basically my weekend. I start in the morning in London or wherever the first fight is in Japan. I'll watch that. Then I'll go to London and watch those fights. And then I'll slowly see what the evening brings us. And then I'll watch all those fights. Wow. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you got a love for the love for the sport, brother. Brother, I love the sport with the passion. I love boxing. I love the discipline. I love the science. Um, I, I love brawlers, don't get me wrong, but I grew up with the science and the technique. And for me, that's just the passion I have, man. And I want, this is what this is all about for me. Like, I can't be a boxer anymore. I'm, that, I've missed that train. But I figured this is my way into the game again to, to kind of elevate you, elevate everyone that comes across us. You know, that's all I want to do. I don't, your success is now my success. That's the way I look at it all, right? I don't Thank shit you. on anyone who's successful. I don't care who they are. <laughs> Even if I don't like them, I won't shit on their success because I'm trying to be there. And you worked your ass off. You gave it all up. You came to Vegas like you told us in the first time around. So, you know, you did it. Ryan's done it. Everyone we've talked to has similar kind of story, right? You know, little tweaks here and there, but ultimately you all worked your ass off. And Yeah. And I think one of the common things about every single story is that they were just ordinary people that had a will and a determination to not give up. No. when an obstacle would be presented no no 100 <laughs> percent. yeah 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 like i i've trained oh. i have i have trained um I, like i said my dad was a welterweight boxer himself he was an amateur boxer he fought in the indian army uh when he was there so he he had he did really well for himself he was undefeated as an amateur but he never took it to the next level i guess things were different then um but his techniques his training is very old school so when my dad actually trained me, uh, the first two weeks, he didn't, he, I couldn't even throw a punch. All I did was calisthenics for two weeks. No weights, nothing. He took me to the high school track and he made me do frog hops, two laps around the track. That's awesome. And when I accomplished that, then I was allowed to learn how to throw a jab. Yeah, you got to earn it, right? No, 100%. So, I mean, it's being installed in me that way, right? Like I'm, we're of the last old generation, I like to think, where hard work is, is what's going to get you success. Your handout, thinking you deserve it, thinking you, you, you're supposed to have it. No, you work for it, man. That's the only way. Yeah, I agree with you. It kind of, today's day and age, feels like everyone's addicted to simple pleasures. It, it is. It's, it's, it's a... Um, it's it's a it's a 20 second memory. You know what I mean? Everyone's basically just instant gratification. Nobody wants to work for anything. Nobody wants to put the time in or, or enjoy the journey. You know, it's just kind of like, and I know this is going to, this is the first example that came in my mind, but I'm going to do it anyways. Marijuana, for example. I mean, there's so many people now, they just want to smoke the vape or they want to do that. Nobody wants to roll a joint anymore, man. <laughs> right. I mean, yeah. 
I love I loved the process of sitting there taking it out, grinding it, and taking that effort and, and putting it all together and rolling it and making this beautiful. You know what I mean? Like you talk to a lot it's of people. Just, yeah, it's just like going and making a nice home cooked delicious meal or going through the drive-thru type of deal, right? Brother, I tell you what, man, I've changed that too. Like uh everything we do at home, we try to eat out maybe once a week now. We do everything at home. Only way to go. I just don't trust the outside anymore, man. I don't. No. But this is a beautiful, this is a beautiful segue to what I want to mention next here. So we we touched on these little details briefly the last time around. And because now we know who you are, I would love to kind of engage a little bit more about this and get this more out here. Um, my understanding is, is you're a vegetarian. Um, no, so yeah, I was plant-based for a very long time. Okay. Um, well, a couple of years in yeah. 2019 when um all my body just shut down all my organs shut down from uh, a multiple multitude of things over training um over toxification of the body um and then also nervous system trauma that was just built up inside my body um and me and me basically my soul kind of living out of alignment right not my heart you're talking about yeah. Uh, well, or just living in my heart space in my head too much. right? Mm-hmm. And um, my body just shut down. Organs failed, uh, adrenals, and then my neurological brain function started to go. Mm-hmm. And I was stuck in bed for months and months. Oh. Um, yeah, like, I think it was right after a f- my last fight in 2019. I didn't leave my bed for like almost two months, I want to say. Oh, my goodness. And, um something inside of me just shifted one night and I went plant-based diet mm-hmm. and um, then I started meditating and doing breath work. And I started just changing my whole perspective on what, what I am and I'm an organism. And it was all my choices and actions that I did that led to my body getting into that state that it was in. Okay. The check engine like came on multiple, multiple times when, you know, the skin rashes would appear, when the um the bowels wouldn't wouldn't be proper and you know, I poop poop blood, or um it wouldn't matter how much caffeine I had, I had no energy. My body was telling me all these and I just yeah. didn't listen, right? Which is or change cool. anything. And We're it just nice. kept going downhill. Yeah. And so when I went based, um I would say within about 90 days, all those health issues basically went into remission. Oh, wow. And I felt absolutely amazing. I would wake up every day and train, then break my fast with a a juice, um, go for a hike. A couple hours later, I'd drink a a smoothie, and then I'd have one whole foods meal at nighttime. Mm -hmm. Um, And I still really wasn't eating meat at the time until... I had another fight come up okay. because my weight, my weight was so low right? and I was walking around in like the fifties, but I, I didn't have the muscle mass that I had because I wasn't really training. I was just mm. living in the woods, hiking, stuff like that. So when I came back about four weeks before um, my first fight back, I started incorporating meat. Um, and now it's kind of like, I almost need that density of the meat at least mm-hmm. i feel um mm-hmm. to 
stay in that that grind mode of of working like a dog yeah um there's just there's something there's something in the meat it is more dense to the body yeah um when i don't have it i kind of just want to run around and hug everybody i understand and literally so, shift well let's let's keep in mind you are a warrior and and if yeah. you think about yeah. it lions and tigers and all the greatest warriors of the planet are all you know need a little bit of that density to to be the kings right so that totally makes sense uh when you talk about plant-based are you talking about like beyond burgers or like more natural plant-based because I, I i i understand correct me if i'm wrong most of those beyond stuff and everything are probably worse for you than actual meat is that of course Okay. Well, so a lot of the billion-dollar food companies and dead corpse corporations, right? Um, they don't mind if their customers have a change of taste, right? They're just going to change the product up a little bit, but still have the same stuff in it that makes them addicted, that adds toxicity to their body, that that just isn't that great for them. So when when I say plant-based or yes. I like full whole foods whole basically food if it comes if it comes from the ground great if it's not what we are which is a walking piece of earth water oxygen nutrients from the soil yeah. don't eat it um so really the only things that, that wouldn't be consumable would be processed foods okay right if something isn't processed or contaminated Right. Even like a lot of the vegetables that we have nowadays, now they're all getting contaminated with glyphosate and other roundups that are designed to kill your microbiome in your stomach, basically. Yeah. And, and not allow you to even digest nutrients once you do get healthy mm -hmm. or start eating more healthy. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. Now, like the um, there's there's something wrong in the engine. The gas won't fully go through. Right. On, right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. No, I just wanted to clarify that because when people hear plant-based, they think beyond burgers and all that kind of stuff. I just wanted to make sure it wasn't that, and you were talking more whole foods and, and whatnot, but you're also very into a holistic, uh, a holistic lifestyle as well. Is that correct? Yeah. And that, that's really my goal and passion in life is to just be a walking billboard of health. Awesome. Cause um, the experiences that I've had with my own health, it shows me and taught me that literally nothing outside of our body means anything. Mm -hmm. The only thing that actually means something is this vessel that we get to use to have this experience. Absolutely. Everything else, I can light a house on fire and it's just gone. Yeah. I can light a million dollars on fire and it's gone. Mm -hmm. Or they could just take it out of the bank and it's gone. Mm -hmm. um, but the one thing we have forever is our health. And we do have a say on how healthy that organism is, right? The directory of how it goes. Are we waking up every day and our cells are thriving and living and regenerating? Or are they dying and decaying every day? Right. Based on based on how we treat it. Right. And so if I feel good, um, well, if I'm healthy, I feel good. If I feel good, I tend to look good. Um, when I look good and feel good, I tend to smile a lot and want to help other people a lot more. The only time I don't want to help other people is when I feel like shit, right. when I feel tired, 
when, you know, my, my brain's foggy, um, when I would have an autoimmune flare and all my joints swell up. No, now, well, now it's not fun to go work out with you at the gym because I'm in pain the whole time, Right. I'm, but yeah. I was free and feeling great. I'm going to be running beside you, pumping you up. Let's go. And we're going to hold each other accountable and just keep growing. Right on. So yeah, my biggest passion right now is to live, uh, the greatest, healthiest life that I, that I can and have other people lock arms and meet people who have those same interests and, and, and intentions and just have a kick-ass life. That's awesome, brother. That, that is so awesome. Um, as soon as we started talking about that, I can tell you, when you go back and watch this, you'll see it. Your eyes changed everything. Your demeanor changed. A glow came around you, bro. I, I could see that's your passion. Um, so what are your goals with this then? What do you plan to do? Are you going to start programs? Are you going to start seminars? Or have you even thought that far? Um, to be honest, it is the biggest thing that I've been working on myself as far as my being is being able to not just be the fighter all the time. Right. Right. Um, a lot of, you look at a lot of fighters or anybody, right. We become what we do. Yeah. Um, and we wear that mask 24 seven and being a fighter. Well, what are you training to do every day? Putting on that mask, you're training to shield yourself, right? You're training to not show emotion, to not show love or compassion to one another. Mm -hmm. Right. So when I am doing that, training that it, it's been the best training ground for me spiritually to be able to shield and open shield and open to eventually being able to do both at the exact same time. Right on. So, um, but right, right now, yeah. that being said, my mind, when I do go into boxing, I get so close off that it's hard for me to hold other projects yeah. at the same time and be open to them Right on. that I really don't want to dive too deep into that bite off more than I can chew and have it affect my boxing career until it's done. No, no, I get that. While I'm still boxing right now, um, I'm in the middle of opening up some nonprofits, which ties to um, mental health, which ties to nutrition, which ties to their lifestyle and how they move and operate their vessel. So it's all kind of energistically mind, body, spirit together. Love it. Love it. I'm, I'm starting kind of, yeah, the nonprofit way. Good. And good. I would love to expand that more and have a piece of land in a beautiful space in maybe Costa Rica or somewhere and have open doors where people can come. They can ground with the beautiful um, nature that's there and learn other ways um, or tools that they can add to their life to make life a little bit more happier and healthier. Well, brother, you have a platform here. As soon as you're ready, let us know. We'll get everything out there. Make sure everyone knows what's going on. Uh, but I'm sure that's a few years down the road, but you're, you're in the right direction, man. Um, Chance wanted me to ask you this question. Uh, this is the yeah. one question that he, that we I'm touched on briefly. Yeah, go ahead. Okay, I'm just grabbing this coconut water. Please do, please do. I got my water. We're ready to go. Man, yeah. Um, I'll be honest. Since I last talked to you, you've kind of made me change a lot in terms of, you know, how I have been living. So, I mean, I'm not a hundred percent yet. I still have a lot to work to do. But I'm, again, 
this is the first step for me, right? For me, it's always been Diet Pepsi. I'm a Diet Pepsi guy, right? So it's a huge change, brother. Yeah, huge so it's little things like that, and uh, you know, just gonna get there now. We're just gonna keep going because I, just like you, I I understand what I have in front of me, and you know, again, just to piggyback off what you were talking about earlier. A lot, I, I always say this is very selfish, but it's not selfish. If I if I don't take care of myself before anyone else, then I'm no good to anyone else. Basically, was what you were saying. So it's the right. same kind of philosophy. I realize I can't be good to this show. I can't grow this if I'm not good to myself. So, you know, I need to be better to me to be better for everything else. So, yeah, same philosophy here, man. All, all starts right there and just expands out. Absolutely, man. Absolutely. Uh, so Chance wanted to know, we talked about this briefly. You also are into music and you like to create music, yeah. I understand. So I would love to find out what kind of stuff are you into? Like, what do you like to make? Can we find your stuff? Did you, you were there, right? In the arena. Yeah, yeah. So my fight, the song yeah. that girl was singing, I actually wrote that song. Oh, I didn't know that. Okay. Yeah. That's um, awesome. Called, called Fighter. Nice. And, um, so that one, I was teaching a fitness class um, with a group, a, a, a group of people here in Vegas, and she just came to it one day. And I wanted to get into music, right, right before this happened, and then boom, just a professional singer and songwriter shows up in my life. That's so awesome. then, you know, I started writing in my feelings and what I wanted to show, my story, and then she just went and created a little beat to it and um we made a quick little song and then it never quite got finished because I, I was just too busy and then during weigh-ins on friday she wasn't even coming to the fight but i was doing breath work and i had this connection with my dad he came down and seen me and then we like we sat and we watched the whole walkout and it was her in this white dress with diamonds everywhere and she was leading me and my whole team and it just looked like freaking angels walking out of this place and i immediately called her right after and i was like hey you're singing tomorrow night in the mgm which is our first time she's never done that before and uh we don't even have a finished recording but you're just gonna use what we got and she's like okay boom so it was a huge night for for me but also to have a friend be able to go and grow themselves and experience new things is amazing. Man, um, you, you touch a lot of people that night, brother. Yeah, it was it was super, super, super fun. Um, and then so she went and redid the song um, and then produced it and put it out on iTunes and all the platforms. Awesome. So it's a little bit different than on Fight Night. Um, yeah. But yeah, it's still called Fighter by Sage Waters. Okay, well, I will find that and we'll put it up there as well, man, for you. Definitely Brother. Sage Waters. Absolutely. Yeah, so music, yeah. Um, it's just been so, so, so big to me. Very the last three years um, will unravel that more. As a child growing up, I used to sit and listen to music and feel that, that, that anger and that pain in it. And that's what I would use before training Right. I would love listening to like Eminem or 50 Cent, mm -hmm. um, just just this hard stuff. And okay. it would make me feel these emotions. Right. And I could it was like I was riding that wave right with them. I was I literally it. having that same experience. And I 
could take that and transmute it into a fight. And now I'm like, fighting is so limited on how I get to express myself. People only get to see a very limited version of me because right I'm here. putting that mask on for life. Yeah. Um, but music, just like I've experienced my whole life, I could go and share how I truly feel about myself, about the world, about my relationships. And somewhere, anywhere in the world at any time can listen to that, ride that same wave, same experience or their own perception of it, but feel like they 100% know me to my core. Right, right, right. And it, that's, it's just what humans are. It's that connectedness, you know? Yeah, yeah, no. Um... I'm feeling. So I'm very, very passionate about it. I really want to get into rap. Um, I think it's hilarious. It'd be like the, the next little white Eminem. Do it, man. Um, Why not? Always a kid. But uh, I really am very interested in the guitar right now and cool. learning how to play the guitar. Cool. Um, you should jam sometime. So I'm up for it. I'm up for it, brother. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's so that's all about the music. I'm just I'm slowly getting into it. Right on. Um, but singers and musicians just keep popping out left, right, and center. Yeah, yeah. Well, you're so, in the place well, too, right? I mean, yeah. And then even when I was in Canada um, for the last five weeks, I was at a Canadian country award and I got up on stage in front of a couple thousand people and announced the artists. And nice. I was like, fuck, this, this is where I need to be. Mm. It's so, it's so nice hearing everyone chant for you and cheer for you. And you didn't have to like worry about getting hit or hurt. It, it was awesome. It's a different vibe, man. It's a different vibe. So you grew up predominantly listening to rap and hip hop. Then is, is that fair to say as a kid as well? Yeah, that yeah, was your rap, thing. Rap, okay. Rap, hip hop. Um, okay. but before that was country music. As yeah. a little kid, I would listen to country. That would make sense. Want to be a little country singer, right? right and go and um woo all the girls. Fair play, fair play. Uh yeah, no, I, I'm very much the same. This whole arm is actually dedicated to all the bands that I like and have influenced me. So this whole arm is just like, I got U2, I got the Smiths, I got Pink Floyd, the Chemical Brothers, Depeche Mode, Elvis, That's Eddie awesome. from Iron Maiden. But every one of these bands has formed me to be who I am today. I know, you know, like, I think you can appreciate that. Like, it really sculpted me. Like, music for me, like you two, especially, they're my favorite band. I've seen them 22 times uh, around the world. Uh, just because I don't know what band it is for you, but you two is that one band for me, no matter what issue I have. If I need an answer and I'm not finding it, somehow Bono tells me what I need to do or guides me in the direction I need to through a lyric. Just, yes. It's just uncanny how he's done that over the years for me. Yeah consciousness always talking back to you right you know so i mean and every one of these guys right you know elvis presley who would have thought but i mean he was the guy i fell in love with first uh, musically um you know just he was i was three years old and that was it for me as elvis and then i discovered iron maiden right so it was just like all the time but yeah no um your tattoos yeah i got quite a bit brother i got What's... um when i made my pro pro debut yeah uh, June 28th, 2014, when I won my first title in Canada. Yeah. Uh, in my hometown, I got boxing gloves uh, with Canadian flag hanging and Crowley written across wow. it. Beauty. 
Royal Flush for the Unbeatable Hand. There you so go. I'm gonna there you go. And then I got Rise, Rise Above. Awesome. Um, never Quit on My Ribs. Yeah. And then I got um, Angel Wings uh, with a halo. Yeah, my dad's name. And awesome. uh, a heart that says Never Fear Love. Fair enough, man. Um, how is the family? How's your mom? How's everyone doing? It's been a tumultuous last three, four months here. Uh, everyone good? Yeah, everyone's everyone's doing good. There's always, you know, there's always stuff going on and new stuff yeah. happening, things that you have yeah. to deal with. But they're 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 doing real good. And everyone outside of um, you know, my mom and my sister and her two kids, the yeah. outlinks of our family, they've been absolutely amazing. That's and, awesome, man. Uh, when I'm not there, they've been the rock for my mom, my sister. Okay, good. Uh, and yeah, the community, everybody's just just been amazing. That's phenomenal. Now you're originally from Duro, uh, right? Duro, Ontario. Okay, yeah. cool, cool, cool. Awesome, bro. Um, Cody, I tell you what, man, we we've covered so much ground here, brother, man. This has been phenomenal. I love everything that we've done, but I would love. And you know what? Maybe we could call this a soundbite. I might make a short out of this. What's your message to the winner of September 29th, my friend? What's your message to the world? July? Or July 29th, man. Uh, yeah. you, you know, your vested interest. I, huh? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you said September. Oh, she sorry, 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 sorry. Off. Pardon me, pardon me, pardon me. I'm thinking Canelo and Charlo there. Um Actually, before that, let me ask you a really quick question because I feel that you and Tim Zhu are going to be in the same kind of situation here. This guy's done everything he's supposed to do. He's still not getting his fight. Yet you're getting, uh, you know, one of the Charlos going up there now and, and taking that fight. How do you feel about that? Like, I mean, Tim's done everything, man. And that what he yeah. did to Harrison was just unbelievable. Yeah, it, um, you know, he should get the fights he wants. It's It's shitty that, you know, there's powers that be, but... Hopefully, maybe they'll wake up one of these days soon and start giving the fighters what they deserve. Right, right. And Canelo that's coming. Really, that's really all, all, all you can say about it. No, fair play, fair play. But you're kind of in the So is David to a certain extent, right? I mean, here's David. He's kind of waiting in line as well. So, like, I mean, he both of you guys are in the same kind of boat. You're both waiting for that big fight, and you're kind of, where am I supposed to go from here sort of a deal? You know what I mean? Like, I... I'm sure he's got things he's trying to figure out and you're trying to figure out your next step as well. But yeah. there's a shelf life to this, right? Yeah, but to be to be honest, um back before I got really sick, yeah, I used to sit and ponder about every day what was going to happen in boxing after mm -hmm. every fight and mm -hmm. when's this going to happen everything and that's what caused a lot of my sickness. And now I I, I don't worry about when I'm going to fight, who I'm going to fight. I okay. just, I have a full belief that, you know, everything's not happening to me. It's happening for me. So even if, if this fight doesn't happen at the end of the year, it's, there's a, a reason why it's not happening. I'm not making any excuses or blaming anybody. Um, but even, even like that, I don't, I haven't been told to get ready for a specific date or anything, but okay. I just know in my heart and I have a feeling when certain things are going to happen. Got it. Got uh, it. So I just, I just go with that and okay. whatever, whatever God has planned. Um, that's what's next. I don't even, after every single fight, I never know if I'm going to fight again. Fair enough, brother. No, I get that hundred percent. All right. Well, I tell you what, man. So prediction and prediction. message. Oh, prediction. 
Um, Who do you got? To be honest, I've always been thinking Spence. Um, you still there? Yeah, I'm here. So honestly, I've always been thinking Spence, but for some reason, um, I don't know. He just looks tired. Mm-hmm. His body just looks tired. Um, I don't know. Maybe he's not tired at all, but like maybe I just feel like maybe those car accidents, maybe I've took something out of him. Um, he just, he looks a little bit slower and Crawford looks like he's got more zap in him. Like there's more, there's still more fire burning in there, which I ne- I didn't see before. Um, so I'm kind of now like, shoot, I have no idea. Yeah. But yeah. either, 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 either one of them, uh, I think, I just think it's going to be a great fight. That's going to go toe to toe and it has the opportunity to, go toe to toe and make them two of the greatest warriors that has been seen in this last decade or a crazy stellar knockout when they are going toe to toe. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and everyone just remembers that fight. Yeah. yeah. So no it's, it, they kind of have the opportunity for like immortality in, in this fight. Right. Mm-hmm. This is one that's going to be remembered for generations. Yeah. Decades after. Um, but either one of them i want to fight for sure it it doesn't matter who who, who's in the ring um i just i want to fight the whole thing really me fighting it's me versus me it has nothing to do with that other person it's how i show up for myself what i do in training everyone knows if they do the right thing or the wrong thing all day long right and as long as i know that i'm doing the right thing the 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 right outcome is going to happen for my highest good that's awesome so actually yeah. i love that i i fight for myself i love that that's that's beautiful yeah. man that totally makes yeah. sense well, the, the person you're in there fighting they're just they're a mirror showing you yeah right okay well you gassed out and you got run over well what did that person show you he might have just gave you the greatest gift in the world yeah that you don't train hard enough Right on. No, fair enough. Fair enough. They're yeah. always getting something. Yeah, yeah. Um, Spence being tired. I thought he looked really sluggish and tired when he came back from the car accident against Garcia. I didn't really take too much. I didn't think he looked great in that fight. To be fair, after that fight, I didn't even think him and Crawford would even be that good. I thought Crawford would have just ran over him at that point, the way he looked against Garcia. But when he came out against Ugas, he looked great. He looked really good against Ugas, which made this fight exciting again. Um, are, are you basing it off the what you've seen recently, or from the like? Not, not even, not even about the boxing ability, like okay, watching okay. him or stuff like that. Oh, this transcended um, just him overall. Just, just him in general, and you know his the speech and his movements. Yeah, um, I got. He you. just he looked. He, he looks very wise and um and and he's getting older yeah yeah it kind of sucks that one of these guys got to lose eh yeah it, it really does but this does. is why we're in it no these no no fights, I get it. these fights should be happening you I know. know um all the time well man i tell you what i think david and caleb really started it i mean after that we've just been going crazy i mean look at this i 
would never have thought we'd see undisputed versus undisputed this year. You know, I thought maybe two or three fights that I thought we'd get, right? I mean, Usyk and Fury are disappointing so bad. I mean, um, Ryan, mm-hmm. Chance and I talk about this constantly. There's two guys in the boxing world, in my opinion, um, you know, that are mainstream. And one is Canelo and one is Tyson Fury. So when the casual fan is watching the sport that I love and you love, those are the guys that are going to bring them in, to be fair. Like, you know, because they they got the biggest names, right? I mean, it's just the way it is, unfortunately. And the way they Fury's been acting recently, if you're a casual fan, why would you want to become a boxing fan if you're seeing that? You know what I mean? Just from a casual fan perspective. Because those are the guys that are bringing in those eyes, in my opinion. Mm Mm-hmm. Right. And that hurts the game for me because, I mean, we have all this opportunity in the world to see some amazing fights and we're getting them. But the greatest level of boxing, which is the heavyweights, you know, regardless what anyone, you know, always everyone wants to see the heavyweights fight. And, you know, here we got one of the greatest and he's not willing to fight. Right. Right. He's fighting Nagano. Your thoughts? Any idea about that? No, I didn't hear about it. So he's fighting Francis Nagano. Um, in October, oh, yeah. I believe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he's fighting him, and it's actually going to be on their records. It's a fight okay. on the records. Huh. Well, so, this is yeah, interesting. Yeah, yeah. So you got Joshua White coming up. Um, Deontay's trying to get Andy Ruiz in the ring, but he won't fight. <laughs> so yeah, that's a heavyweight division, brother. <laughs> yeah. And to be honest, I don't blame like I don't blame Tyson for uh, well, depending on the situation, he's probably getting paid stupid money for that fight. Um, they're both getting paid stupid money, right? I mean, you know, it's so, just, the which, bags are going to be huge. Yeah, so you can't you can't blame them because at the same time they went through um, these same problems that a lot of these other fighters are going through, right? Sure, sure. Where it's just their time now. Yeah, so it's like okay, well, if if you know something's rigged, yeah. then I don't feel bad going over here and doing this and taking the lion's share of what I can do. Well, I mean, they got the permission from WBC to because technically he's supposed to defend, you know, by December. He's supposed to do his mandatories, but he's not going to do it because he's fighting this one. So he got special permission for WBC to allow him to do this fight and not be stripped in October, in December. So based on what happens with Dubois and Usyk, because Usyk is now fighting Dubois, in the meantime, this fight will probably happen in January now, or February. Kind of makes it a cluster for everything, eh? Well, it is, man, because, I mean, what they were trying to do initially, they were going to do this four, uh, two-fight deal down in Saudi where you had Deontay versus Joshua and Usyk versus Fury on the same card. So in essence, whoever wins between Deontay and Joshua will take on the winner of Usyk Fury. In essence, that's what you would think would happen. But now what's happening is Joshua's fighting White with the intention of fighting um, uh, Wilder in December still. So that fight's still taking place. But in the meantime, he's going to fight uh, Dillian White in London. You got Daniel Dubois now challenging Usyk for the other three titles. And you got Nagano and what's his face? Uh, Wilder's trying to make a fight with Andy Ruiz, but Andy says it's not enough money. He wants a 50-50 split. 
Um, and then you got Tyson versus Francis Nogano. That's a heavyweight scene for, for the fall or for the rest of the summer and fall. Interesting. Yeah, man. Well, I tell you what, brother, man, uh, let's wrap this up. Let's get the day going here for whatever is left of it. Brother, I want to say thank you so much for coming on and inviting us with, with more great stuff. And uh, you look great. You look healthy. It's great to see, brother. I love that smile. Um, any passing words? Anything you want to share with the world before we sign off? Um, I just I want to thank you, first of all. And um, thank you for showing up and thank you for making those changes that you have and continuing to support other fighters and helping grow their, their platform. So from the bottom of my heart, I truly, truly commend you and thank you and honor you. Thank you, brother. And thank you. Well, like I said, man, I, I want to ride with the champ. So I'm waiting for that title shot. And then I can say, yeah, I, I'm friends with the world champion, brother. Yes. Right. Absolutely. That's yeah. where we're going. Right. Canada's Perfect. wrong. We need we need a big name from Canada. I don't think anyone stood out since GSP. So we we gotta we got get it. we gotta get it going here, brother. We got it. So thank you. Um thank you. end it with uh everybody love yourself no matter where you are at today. You're perfect. You are right where you're supposed to be and continue moving forward no matter how it feels. There Just you go. And keep rocking. Awesome, brother, man. There you go. Straight from Cody Crowley, the crippler himself. Ladies and gentlemen, this has been Samp and Chance. Everybody, in the meantime and in between time, that's it for Samp and Chance. We will find you guys on the other side. Have a great night, everybody. Take care.